Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly, also known as Little Citrus, coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is February 26, 2024. That's right, the last Monday in February, everyone, and leading up to Southeast Produce Council's Southern Exposure next week. A couple announcements before we get started today. February 29th, everyone, that's right, this week we are having Robert Gunther on for our virtual networking hour from 2 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern talking about the Farm Bill. So be sure to log on and get the download on how you should and why you should participate in the Farm Bill. And next, that's right, the inaugural in-person Produce Industry Podcast event. Are you there? Are you coming? Were you invited right before SEPC Southern Exposure? We're going to have a lot of fun leading up to one of my favorite shows of the year. So stay tuned and be ready for all types of produce fun. Now, everyone, we're giving you a little bit of a break today. There are no featured guests. That's right. You get the opportunity to listen to me all morning long on your drive to work, on your lunch break, or heck, even if you're just sitting at home in your home office. So today, we're going to talk about my trip to California. We're going to talk about some of the grocery store visits that we did. We got to visit Tasteful Selections, Potato Facility, as well as getting up to the Central Valley, seeing what the rains have done to California citrus. I'm sitting in a citrus packing house as we speak so i'm going to get you the download on that everyone and then talk about some of the upcoming reports of what we're seeing in the news so everyone let's go ahead and get this episode started welcome back welcome back welcome back hey everyone great to be here with you as always love coming to you on uh, these lovely monday mornings now Everyone, if you have been following the show, you've been following uh, where I've been, I was in California the entire week last week. And uh, to be real with you, I got in on Saturday and I got to go see Jahoon's new baby, everyone. That's right, Jahoon Kim is uh, a new dad. If you follow the show, you've seen G around, you've seen him at some of the shows. Um, he helps on the social media, some of the creativity, and it's, it's great, great to see him grow in his family. And obviously being friends with G for a long time is fun to, to be able to hang out and uh, see how he's progressing, not just in business, but in life, everyone. So uh, started off in Southern California, uh, flew in over the weekend last weekend. And you know, a couple of things that we decided to do is one, we wanted to, to get into some stores, see some store visits, I see some store visits, <laughs> see some produce in the stores and, and really understand, you know, what's out there between, you know, the market in the East Coast uh, versus the West Coast. Uh, if you caught last Friday's episode, uh, Freshman in the Field Fridays, you know, Ross and I and Mike Chavez all talked about what was out there from the Midwest uh, to the East Coast to the West Coast and definitely saw some different items. Now, one thing I can tell you, Jahoon was like, dude, they got another Amazon store. Uh, the first Amazon Fresh store I went to was in, I believe, Fullerton, California, on my way to the West Coast Produce Expo in 2000, I would say 2021, 
So a little bit of a different process. Obviously, it's a Whole Foods uh, Rand store, Whole Foods distribution, uh, but still very interesting process. Uh, so we went ahead and we did a video on it. We had to check out some of the brands. Um, some of the brands that you know I saw, you know, right off the bat, you know, we saw some locals. We saw Sun Treat. Uh, we saw Sun Kissed. Obviously, that were very local from Valencia to the Central Valley. Uh, we saw Baco Sweet, so we were able to see some labels uh, that were local companies. You know, you did not see a lot of uh, East Coast companies, um, only unless there were some types of substitutes uh, for those items. Uh, but heavily uh, around items that are west of the Rockies, and I say items, but more of suppliers west of the Rockies, uh, compared to what you know you would see in the Midwest uh, at a Meyer or a Kroger, uh, compared to what you would see at a Publix or a Winn-Dixie in Florida. So definitely some interesting products, different size structures as well. Obviously different coasts uh, take different size structures, different displays and how they arrange everything. So Amazon Fresh was our first visit in Huntington Beach. And then our second visit uh, that we accomplished, I believe was a, we went to Whole Foods. So now we went to Stater Brothers was the evening time. Um, who was during the day? I'm almost forgetting already. Well, we'll get back to that because we'll go to the Stater Brothers. And then if I remember, uh, we'll, we'll get back to it. Uh, Stater Brothers, you know, we went there at nighttime, everyone. So, uh, you know, the shelves were a little bit empty. Same with Amazon. Uh, we kind of did these uh, between the middle of the day and the evening time. So some of the, stock, the shelves were, were not stocked completely. Okay, everyone, it, it just, it's just what it is. All right. And it was, it was good. And we saw good product but some of the product was not on the shelves, right? So they needed to get in there. Um, Stater Bros was really packed, they had a lot of great sales. One thing I saw from the Amazon store uh, to Stater Brothers uh, was the sales on apples, oranges, avocados, and, uh, and, and even tomatoes, right? In every single store. I just remember which store I just visited too, the, the second store. <laughs> um, so looking at that, you know, from Stater Brothers to Amazon, Stater Brothers had more uh, higher stocked, I would say, items, you know, stack them high and watch them fly, as Paul Manfred would say. Um, and some of the other stores were more basic, uh, basic displays, end caps, and things like that. Uh, now, our third store, which I'm going to tell you, actually, go back to Stater Brothers, they had a really cool mushroom display, everyone. They had a lot of education on mushrooms. Uh, they're wet wall, they're organic, uh, very good produce department. Uh, compared to Amazon Fresh, I would say more education uh, versus just kind of like the grab and go style. I feel like Amazon was like a grab and go in and out, just like you would if you were on Amazon. Uh, and then the, let's go to the third store, which was Costco. Everyone we went to a big box supply store, which was always fun. Uh, big box supplier. I can tell you, I took a, a ton of video because there was labels I have never even seen in there. Some of the onion suppliers, right? With, uh, with me being in Florida, I, I always see Freshway Dragon Fruit. Being out here on the West Coast, they had Frida's Dragon Fruit. So definitely a, a bit of a difference when it comes to coast to coast. And even some of the items that I saw, you know, they had Mighty's Deco Ponds uh, versus the Sumo Deco Ponds. Uh, they had, uh, what else did they have? Potatoes, I didn't really recognize any of the potato brands as, you know, going to the Sam Club, we have RPE, uh, Tasteful Selections, right? Same thing in Publix. Did not recognize any of the consumer uh, potato brands or even the onion brands. 
And uh, then there are, were some like off-brand, uh, I say off-brand, but like off-brand pineapples. There was pineapple brands that we did not recognize at all. And if you check out the video, uh, we'll have some of those. And then obviously a big shout out John Pandel. We saw Pandel Brothers Grapes. Again, another local company in Delano, California, supplying California grocery stores. So obviously, again, I, I want you to think about this as if you're in the industry and you're trying to figure out why you can't get products. Maybe you're a Californian trying to get products in the Midwest or a Florida grower trying to get products into California. Uh, the supply chain, you must know. So understand your supply chain, understand you know the core competencies and understand your substitution. Uh, understand who you're dealing with. I had a customer tell us the other day that, you know, hey, the packing house that you, you know, operate out of or your that your client runs out of, it's not ideal, everyone. And I was like, What do you mean? Well, it was forty minutes from another packing shed that's down the road. So now you gotta beat on either quality, quantity, service, or pricing. So just think about that when you're developing your supply chain uh, for a new customer. Understand where your other uh, competitors are at, uh, where their drive time is in the supply chain. <laughs> supply chain in the supply chain. Um, understand that before you start pitching a customer on and how you're better than somebody else because you might not know the relationship and or the warehouse right down the street. So um, after that, everyone, we woke up very early in the morning and we drove up to the Central Valley of California. Now this was fun because we got to stop in Arvin, California. And so from LA to Arvin, a very, very simple two and a half hour drive. Uh, we got up to Arvin very early in the morning. We had a beautiful breakfast, everyone at Black Bear Diner, got really full, okay? Uh, but we were going to the Tasteful Selections uh, potato facility. So that's RPE LLC, also Tasteful Selections being the brand. Uh, as you know, you've seen me uh, all over the place checking out Tasteful Selections. They're one of my favorite potato brands. No, I said one of them. They are my favorite potato brand. And I, as I was talking to Nathan Bender, the, the, the CEO, uh, I told him that. And he kind of like looked at me. He's like, yeah, 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 are you paid to say that? And realistically, no, I'm not paid to say that because I found RPE and Tasteful Selections before I even did business with them. And I remember talking to Lauren Mordaski for the first time and she was like, Pat, have you ever heard of the, you know, nibbles and all that? And I was like, whoa, 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 stop the tapes. This kid needs to be locked away. You know, Dr. Dre, don't just stand there, operate. Like I had no idea what was going on. And she was like, that's our company, you know? And I was like, holy cow, like I've been buying, you know, your potatoes, uh, you know, ever since I moved to public, moved to Publix, ever since I moved to Florida, you know, Publix being right down the road, we would always get those nibbles. And now that I know that Sam's Club has this like huge pack now, like a chef's pack, I'm gonna start buying these huge like chef's packs. So it, it's, it's even cooler. So we got to go to the Tasteful Selections facility. Uh, we got to see where those nibbles are packed at. We got to see the receiving process. We, we got to see how potatoes are graded. Now, one thing that's very cool is this is a cutting edge facility, everyone. Uh, so again, from the employees, right, to the pack lines, everything is state of the art. Incorporating robotics, incorporating technology, right? And then migrating both of those together is, it was amazing to see. So when you look at like the pack lines, they have like 27 or so pack lines um, that was packing every different size and different varieties. So they're not changing the lines throughout the day. They're able to pack all their varieties and all their sizes within the specs of the customers within the same day. They got the new uh, mesh packs that are one of their most popular packs. So I like got the like literally backstage passes to Tasteful Selections and RPE. And, uh, you know, it was fun. I mean, even the microgrid. I mean, these 
uh, I would say these companies that are getting more sustainable, like this microgrid that they are literally, Tasteful Selections is off the grid. They don't pay for electricity. They generate their own electricity. So just all around an amazing facility. Stay tuned. We'll have some more videos coming out uh, about just what we did over there. So if, you, if you're following LinkedIn now, I did a couple videos, but there are more to come because we were able to get into the facility and see a lot of these things happening in real time. And I can't tell you how fun it was. So stay tuned because you're going to figure out a lot more. And I didn't even talk about everything, the water clarification system, how much water they save. Oh my gosh. Like legitimately sustainability right there in Arvin, California. Next, everyone, we drove from Arvin to the Central Valley. So Arvin to the Central Valley is, I always say it's, it's, a, it's the best worst ride because you get to see the amazing views of the Central Valley. You get to see the rolling hills. You get to see the farmland. You get to see cattle grazing along the 99. You get to see it all. But it's a drive. It's a, it's a, it's a drive of scenery and a drive of are we there yet, everyone? So oh, stay tuned because we're going to hear from our sponsors, come back, and then we're going to talk about the rest of the trip in California. JGLC, the place to be, a third-generation, family-owned and operated asset-based company. Throughout their 60 years in business, integrity, reliability, and loyalty to their customers has remained their top priority. JGLC guarantees 24-7 communication with your personal logistics coordinator. They offer competitive pricing without sacrificing services. They operate throughout the United States and Canada. JGLC's customers count on them for dependability and dedication carried out on every order, every time. 60 years of service for all your trucking needs. Visit them at JGLC.com for your custom quote. I love grapes. Whoa, what's this? Dude, that's a snack with impact. Wait, what? You know, Sunrays. They are the snack with impact. All their grapes and mandarins are certified, sustainably grown, so you know the planet and people are being taken care of. And they make a donation to save the children with every package packed so kids can thrive around the world. No way. So every time I have Sunrays grape or mandarin, I'm making the world a better place? <laughs> Duh. That's why they call it the snack with impact. Hey, produce people, welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. Always great to hear from Dynamite sponsors creating Dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry. If you're just joining us, welcome back. We are talking about all things about my California trip, grocery store tours, uh, tasteful selections, nibbles, potatoes, and more. And as we get back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about the Central Valley, uh, the rain, the citrus I have right in front of me, and then talk about some top headlines that are out there that are actually including uh, the California rainy season, everyone. Uh, so let's talk about it. where we left off is I was just leaving Arvin, California, heading up to the Central Valley and all of its beautiful views. Now, everyone got to the Central Valley on Tuesday. I would say that's uh, the Visalia area. Um, listen, it was beautiful. It's been raining for, you know, I would say weeks in California. I, I must have brought the Florida sunshine 
because by the time I got here, it I mean a little bit of sprinkling, but beautiful weather, everyone. Just just dynamite weather and I loved it. I'll tell you that right now. I I, I loved it. So uh, I thought I wasn't able to get out in the fields and I was. I was actually looking forward to taking videos of the rain in the fields, uh, just obviously to update it because no one wants to talk about it in, in the industry right now. Uh, so that's some of the things obviously we want to talk about um, is the, you know, the California rainy season, everyone, right? So storms have been passing going through these regions. Um, I'd say the whole California region, almost this entire uh, month and even in January. So flash floods have happened. Rivers are flowing. Uh, there's just so much going out, right? And especially from California returning from this drought uh, that they've been in. I mean, California is normally always in a drought, it feels like. So as I look, I, you know, right in front of me, you know, I've got uh, some gold nuggets. I've got some tangelos. I've got some lemons. And, you know, obviously I've got some navels and other, and other items. i got some big lemons too, some of those 56-count lemons that I've been seeing out there because all the fruit on the trees, uh, they're growing. So, yes, you're still getting smaller fruit that's out there, yes, but a lot of the fruit is coming in nice and big nice and hot right and i'm just saying i'm just saying everyone and you know yesterday um or sorry not yesterday geez now i'm confused the other day i told someone you know i've only tried a gold nug like one time and they were like dude it's better than a sumo it's better than um a, a miniola it's like i said better than a juicy crunch is it is it better than a honey bell is it you know i am a deco a deco pond fan i am a uh juicy crunch fan so i've got a uh right here i got a gold nugget It's a good piece of fruit. It's a good piece of fruit. Um, I would say, man, it's sweet. It's good. But not as good as the others I have. Now, maybe I'm just getting spoiled with some of these tangerines, but this is a good piece of fruit. I'm telling you right now. Um, how it sections off is amazing. Uh, we cut it into little small pieces. The juice, mm, I'll see uh, the juice content. Um, is, is amazing as well, but well, I'm trying to like give it a rating though, you know, like one to 10. Um, hmm. Yeah. If we were doing a one bite, everyone knows the rules. Uh, my one bite on this particular item is probably going to be uh, six. That's what I would rate it. So ah, there's my, there's my one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Everyone. I give it a six. Flavor profile was good. Sugar content was good. Um, could have been a little bit sweeter. That's all I'm going to say. But definitely a, a good piece of fruit, and I wanted to make sure we tried it again. Haven't tried it for a very long time. Uh, and then we got some tangelos over here. And, and why am I trying all these? Because I've had people, you know, tell me, "Oh my God, when's the last time you had a tangelo? When's the last time you, you know, you had a gold nugget? Oh my gosh, you eat all those tangerines. You got to try these." So I, I'm peeling a tangelo right now. Oh my gosh, it, it's. You should, again, if you had smell-o-vision right now, everyone, this is literally, oh my gosh, it smells like those car, like air scents, you know, the air fresheners that you get. The wedges are really small, like, like what, little cute little wedges, oh my goodness, they're so cute. Um, these are the wedges that, obviously, you want to you wanna see. Uh, are you ready? I'm going to try this. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh! This one's a little sour. Very good, but I will tell you, a little bit sour, but I like it. I really do like it. One of the other things that I have on the table here is a 56 count lemon. 
And, and traditionally, you would think to yourself, like, these lemons are way too big, right? You got 75 counts, you got 95 counts that you see in the retail stores, but this is a big one. Now, traditionally, the rind would probably take over this entire uh, piece of fruit, but it actually doesn't. So I actually had a live stream a couple weeks ago where we showed the internal uh, quality of this fruit and the rind is very minimal. So a lot of good things. So if you're thinking about, you know, you know, lemons in the stores and you think about like Lent that we talked about, uh, you know, uh, two Fridays ago, listen, go get a basket, a little wicker basket, put these big lemons uh, outside of the seafood department and, uh, you know, sell them for a dollar. And I can tell you, you're going to be able to just squeeze one lemon versus, you know, a couple because this is some of the larger sizes that you're seeing this year. And that has to do with the rain. That has to do with, you know, it growing on the tree, everyone. Um, and then obviously getting out into the fields, you know, obviously just talked about a few different items that I have right in front of me. Uh, but getting out to the fields, yes, the fields are still wet. We had two days of uh, very clear weather, beautiful skies and no rain. So it is drying up. There's still puddles on the outside uh, of the ranches. I was able to walk a ranch, uh, what, three, four days ago. And yeah, you're, you're still kind of digging in your, your boots right into the mud. So you definitely don't want tractors in there. You don't want to be setting the bins down just yet, but there are people harvesting everyone. So there are groves out there that are ready for harvest. So you will see an increase in supply. The last couple of weeks have, have definitely been a little shorter than most. If you've noticed, uh, some people have had inventory, but still a little bit shorter than most. Uh, items like grapefruit will start coming back on board pretty heavily. Um, again, Tangelo's Golden Nuggets, I'm really interested to see how they, those play out uh, with all the rain and with some of the you know big uh, marketers and uh, suppliers letting growers go. So we'll see about that. Um, and then obviously just kind of see how the naval season shapes up because uh, as you know, and you've seen it out there, there's really, really big fruit out there. And a lot of the DODs, the school districts, you know, things like that, you know, they're looking uh, for these smaller pieces of fruit. And, uh, you know, that's just what it is. So we got to try and you know, change the way we look at things, you know, find new markets and, and go from there. Uh, next, you know, uh, let's let's keep moving down the line. I, I definitely want to talk about some of the hot items that are out there uh, this week, you know, or, you know, I would say the top items that I saw uh, in the news, everyone. You know, one thing is we were speaking about uh, potatoes. Now, February is Potato Lovers Month. Uh, that's right. And uh, our good friend, uh, Armin Lobato, we've had him on the podcast with Dan, the produce man. He goes ahead and talks about storage tips for potatoes. I think that was amazing. You know, store potatoes in a cool, dark, and clean area. Uh, provide air circulation, such as a slotted or, or basket-type container. Uh, don't pile too deep or handle potatoes roughly. Uh, if potatoes are kept too cold for too long, the starches convert to sugar, which negatively affect the cooking chemistry. So look at that. You know, potatoes can be stored for several weeks between 45 and 50 degrees and no colder than 42 degrees. So I love the potato facts during, you know, Potato Lovers Month, everyone. <laughs> potato Lovers Month, there we go. Um, so despite the rugged appearance, though, potatoes are rather sensitive, okay? They're a sensitive fellow, everyone. So I saw that was top in the news. I love seeing Armin Lobato. Next, uh, the New Zealand kiwi fruit marketer, Zespri, uh, says its final forecast for the 2023-24 uh, season 
It shows strong for the green, organic, sun gold, and ruby red kiwi fruit. One thing we got to know is that the returns have an increase uh, from last year's, you know, the sun golds from $9.97 a tray to $14.21 a tray. Uh, obviously, demand is still up, as you can see. Supply is maintaining, and again, products are being purchased at higher prices. Now, again, is or are consumers okay with paying those higher prices? Um, what was the difference, Zespri, in those, uh, I would say, market trends uh, from increasing the tray? Is that on the grower side? How much more did the consumer pay? Uh, definitely would like to know more of those. You know, they, they quoted saying they, they the lift uh, they've seen in all their per, uh, per trade returns is a real credit to the hard work that's taking place across the industry and throughout the global supply chain to improve quality, says, uh, you know, Matthias in, uh, in this release. Uh, but like I said, I would love to know, you know, is that because we're charging the consumer more money or have you made the supply chain more efficient uh, on quality, quantity, and what's going on? So another good story. Now that I saw out there by Zespri. Um, now, another one in the news today, uh, which I think that you'll also find amazing. Loblaws Company Limited to invest uh, Canadian economy per bank. So <laughs> this is crazy. I say this is crazy, but you know they have literally invested two billion Canadian dollars, which comes out to one point four eight billion U.S. dollars. So. Uh, the investment really solidifies the retailer's commitment to enhancing the store network, jobs, uh, food, healthcare, all the way around uh, the board. So this will create another 7,500 jobs. Uh, this will enhance their produce department. You know, the investment will work on the network, uh, new stores, uh, relocations, and and renovation. So again, really cool opportunity to see what Loblaws is going to do to expand not only their press uh, press their fresh produce, but their entire store. Um, and then, you know, one of the fun things, you know, we've already talked about California water. Um, so we won't talk about that anymore. But what about, you know, omni-channel shoppers are the best clients? I saw this uh, today uh, from a news outlet. Among U.S. grocery shoppers, there is growing preference for hybrid approach with digital experience playing an increasingly important role. Um, so in uh, grocery, uh, grocery Dopio presented the results of the state of the industry, the omni-channel grocery report. Uh, which I think is really crazy. So grocery shopping is firmly omni-channel. 69% of all grocery sales were digitally influenced January through September 2023. 2023 grocery sales, 678 billion. Digitally influenced sales, 470 billion at 69%. Digital sales at 90 billion at 13%. So some of the key findings of the state of the industry for the omni-channel grocery shopper report are... You know, the five categories of grocery, most sales occur through digital channels, beverages, 53%, pantry, 73%, personal care, 73%, household, 76%, and pets, 83%. So omni-channel marketing, everyone, digital marketing is the way to go. Omni-channel shoppers spend more and churn less than single-channel patrons. So patrons who buy via multi, uh, multiple channels spend an average of $1,000 a month which is 1.5 more than those who buy just directly online, which is around $700. And then loyalty is up for grabs. Grocers must reduce friction. Customers reported that experience that has the highest impact of their loyalty is how grocers handle inventory status and in-stock items, followed by checkout and pickup experience. So there is a lot happening with omni-channel marketing. 
how you see the product in the stores, how you visualize it when you're ordering online, and then understanding brands, quantity, quality, and pricing when into the stores, everyone. So a couple cool reports out there, and I love seeing them. So as we say, uh, get out there. Don't just talk the talk. Buy product. Walk the walk. Get into grocery stores. Talk to your produce managers. Get to the groves. So from the start of California, I started in Southern California, working on grocery store tours, retail tours, moved up to the Central Valley, got to see some potatoes, got to see a facility within potatoes and some growers, moved up to Visalia, got to see a little bit more of growers, got to see some grocery stores, and then going back out of LAX was obviously a fun, uh, I would say, trip. But listen, get out there, do the research, check what you need, and have fun. And as I say, we'll see you in the fields and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.